Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neolothotep in the Egypt chapter. And so we've got an action-packed episode for you just ahead. So let's get to introductions to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea. And um, so there's this thing that happened. Oh, just a thing? You don't want to elaborate any further than that? No, they had to listen to the previous episode. You're goddamn right. At the end of the table. This is uh, Jake. I've been playing Jack Doyle. And thanks to Dr. Tottenbach, I get to see my doom coming in uh, completely lit up. Yeah. I mean, full HD, right? The doctor is, if nothing, um, handy and uh, willing to help you. Right, right. So uh, to Jack's right. Uh, This is Lonnie, and I am playing Adelzar. And uh, I I want to say for the record that Keeper Michael was wrong. It's not action-packed. We're all going to take a nap very shortly. Yeah, dirt big, nap. Big fucking dirt nap. <laughs> uh, to Otto's right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach. And I'm, you know, I don't want to die in the dark, Jack. I've told you that before. That's, that's fair. Uh, last, but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. I'll be playing Sam Perron. And uh, I don't have a whole lot of words for what's happening right now. It's coming right for us. I think that's probably, that's, that's probably one you could potentially say. We will raise the curtain tonight on the basement of a very important mosque in Cairo. Uh, When we last left our investigators here, a beast, a demon, a creature from the great beyond had burst through the ceiling and had filled the corridor and the space beneath this mosque with the sounds of rage from the cosmic beyond and then proceeded to begin eating people on its way to a complete and utter destruction of everything in its path. The investigators had valiantly fought back with sword and flare and bullets and are knee deep in the middle of action as we begin again. And so I will turn to you, Otto, and um, why don't we clear up your action from that round that you were holding I was waiting for Ahmed to strike because he obviously was the most equipped of all of us for this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit dismayed when I saw that he had basically no effect. But then I saw my uh, um, my clients seem to be doing all right for themselves. But uh, I want to stop them from getting eaten because, you know, then I never get out of Egypt. So uh, I will... Uh, Take a mighty swing at this thing. Go for it. Oh, no. Thankfully, it's just a 69. Nice. Out of uh, 45. Okay. And I assume you're not going to spend luck to get down to a successful attack? No. Okay. So you're swinging with? A hatchet. Okay. Yeah, you swing with the hatchet. Fails to make the mark. It's important to make sure that you get a sense of understanding that the body of this beast is in front of you, surrounded a little bit by these guards. And the long and sort of curling tail has split through the guards and has entangled Mr. Doyle and his rather effective Thompson. And it is holding him tight as it continues to uh, lurk and prepare to pounce. And so we will go all the way back up to Sam. Okay. This monster is breaking all the rules. So 
Uh, this you said this thing is grappled with mm-hmm. Jack, correct? Yeah, has from him about knees the body. To shoulder. Is he fully restrained? So, so Jack has like no free hands. He's correct. Totally just wound up. Okay, I will begin moving toward the tail, dropping the rifle in my wake. I will draw the machete and pick up a flare on the way. Uh, and holding the flare in one hand, I will give it a chop. Okay. To the tail. Go ahead. Uh, that was a hard success. 27 over 78. Yes, it will definitely attempt to dodge. Wants nothing to do with that weapon. Go ahead and roll damage. I will. Mm. Oh, that's five. Very good. You swing. And as the machete gets into range of this creature, uh, you feel your hand just... Uh, there's, there's a throbbing in your wrist when you swing and hit this thing. And you feel a little bit of almost nausea come over you. Uh, But when you strike it, you see scales and blackness peel away. And a thick ichor is splattered all over your face and the ground. Good thing I wasn't screaming at the time. I don't want to catch a mouthful of that, whatever that is. (laughs) Uh, Doctor, you're instantly fascinated by whatever that is that's come out of it. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a sample of that. How much of an action is to pull my goggles down? Uh, I'll let you pull your goggles down. So the reserved action for Otto will move his initiative down a little bit this round. Just a, just a skosh. Uh, and so, Jack, you are going to get the opportunity, if you'd like, to attempt to break free. I would I would definitely like to attempt to break free. Okay. It is an opposed strength roll. Right. So this will go well. Just out of curiosity, do I feel like I made any progress on that tale? Hard to say. Uh, it's possible, though. 41 under 60. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you struggle. And struggle. And this thing continues to keep a hold on you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Doc, go ahead. How far away is it from that vial or that um, small jar of ether I put over the door frame? Oh, it's probably a good 30 feet or so. Okay. Um, on your action, though, it takes burning damage, doesn't it, from the flare? Yes, it does. 1d3 per round. Go ahead and roll that. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's not forget that. It takes three, sir. Thank you, sir. As it is currently burning, and I will try to help Jack out of the clutches of this coil. I know I'm, I'm not exactly the most physically robust individual, but sure. hey, an extra set of hands never hurts. Certainly. I'm going to actually use a, a very seldom used pulp talent I have. I'm going to find something long and sharp on the way and stab this thing with it right in the coils. Okay, so you have to spend 10 luck. I think I could do that one second. You'll spend 10 luck, and the thing that you'll find along the way is a very elegantly made dagger slightly curved blade it has of course been cast off by a man who will no longer wield it in the future i scoop it up and with training lo- training uh learned from the, uh, the wheel of pain when i was young worshiping crom i bring this sword down <laughs> no uh actually with the fencing and everything that i learned as university i bring it down and stab the shit out of it go for it is that just like oh that's just gonna be immediately yeah it's just immediately for you or yeah an extreme success nine under 70 okay so it's an extreme success on a bladed weapon which means impale yeah so it does maximum damage and then it does its damage again which this weapon will be a d6 so it'll do six plus the D6 you roll plus any strength bonus you have. God, I have no strength bonus, but I do do an additional four on that second D6. Okay. Uh, you stab into its tail and the beast growls in response and then shoots its body, its full neck weight and head down towards you as that's its action. And it's going to bite you. You, you should you should dodge. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a solid plan. Uh, I do not dodge. Okay. 
with an 80 over 27. So. Doctor? Yeah, that's a lot of dice. Yes, sir. It is a lot of dice. That's 15 damage. Ow! Thanks for the help, though. I guess the, the, the question is, Doctor, how many hit points do you have? I now have three. Ooh, fantastic. So that 15 was definitely more than 50% of my hit it points. It was. You're a pulp character, so you do not suffer major wounds. Oh, so good. you fight until you die. So I have essentially nearly been bitten in half. Yes. Uh, it has, its mouth has landed around your upper left shoulder and has given you a fine series of teeth marks all along your pectoral down through your sternum, which is from your ears likely cracked. Uh, and you can feel it try to pull that upper piece of you away. It fails to do so, though. I just kind of... Walk eyes with Jack as blood leaks out of the corner of my mouth. Are you trying to make me feel bad? Is that why you locked eyes with me? Uh, that's actually yes. Uh, it's, okay. it's his love language. <laughs> no, I that's just, fair. Actually, I know that Jack has a thing for this, and I figured, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm a pal on the way out. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, look, look, Jack would have totally saved you, but he was tied up at the moment. Oh, right, correct. Yeah. And so that uh, after that held action reduced his initiative a little bit. Otto. Yeah, you um, see something horrifying begin to happen. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, no, instinctively just go for the neck. It's all unraveling all over again. Yep, 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 yep. This time it goes better though. Sixteen. Hmm. All right, go ahead and roll damage. Uh four plus two, six. Okay. Um, when you swipe and hit with your hatchet, yep, you feel the dull vibration through your forearm of a blow that didn't land. I'm going to go ahead and make a few swings for the monks who are left. Ooh, that one found the mark. And that did not. And then Ahmed. Okay. So our friend with that very beautiful scimitar uh, connects this time. And he runs a very long and ugly gash down this thing's body. And you hear just a, the satisfying sound of scale and sinew separate. And the beast lurches back and bites down hard on him next. But that wound, Sam, that wound is bad. This beast's been hurt. Does it still have a hold of Jack? It does. And it's now your action. So there are, how many, there's bodies strewn about, uh, right? Yes, there are now, four of the six monks are down. Basically, Ahmed and uh, this other guard with this fantastic looking scimitar are all that is left. Then I will bend down and pick up one of their dropped weapons. Mm -hmm. How do penalty dice work? Is your intention to wield both the weapons at the same time? Yes. So you'll take a disadvantaged die on both swings. So is it a is it a reroll take the highest or is it like a minus to my roll? It is a minus to your roll. So basically you'll roll with disadvantage each time. You'll get two rolls, but you'll be at disadvantage each time. Okay. So I will continue chopping at the uh the tail, trying to get it to release. Jack, I will lead with uh my machete first. Okay. Okay, so there's a success there. <laughs> Just barely. Right. 76 out of 78. So damage then for that one? It's eight, eight out of eight. Yep. It's real. That's from your machete, <laughs> yes? Yes. And then I will give it the uh, new scimitar, and I will hopefully use it to help uh, avenge this poor sap that lost his uh, twilight years in his basement. That's a 53. He died well. Indeed. He died doing what he vowed to do. And that's an extreme success, but I get the 53. You do get the 53. Yep. Um, you notice very distinctly when this scimitar that you've picked up, when it connects with the body, it's ineffectual. Okay. Like immediately you tell that your machete is, is twice the weapon it is. That's all I needed to know. Yep. And I will just let it fly from my hand when it bounces. <laughs> yep. 
shaking my head in frustration. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, Jack, in front of you, in front of your eyes, Sigmund falls to the floor, bloodied and ripped open. You are still being held by this nasty, ugly creature. It's now your action. I will uh, once more attempt to uh, get myself out of here. I think I can. (laughs) (laughs) That's 5260. Nope. It holds fast, but your uh, compatriots are keeping it from doing its worst, which is nice. Once they're eliminated, though, it can start crushing you. So I get to watch everyone else die. Excellent. That's the plan. That was Jack. So now the creature will go. He definitely does not like at all what he has been feeling from you, Sam. So he's he's going to target you. I know. And uh, he is going to attempt to bite you. Man. You may dodge or fight back. Fight back, yeah. You're <laughs> I'm going to dodge. I thought you might. I'm uh, I'm gonna dodge. Yeah, we hope and pray for a hard success. Twenty-seven out of seventy-nine. Okay, so that is fifty-two points. Never a good thing when I start counting the differences. Yeah, you know, it's gonna land its hit anyway by two percent. Can I spend luck? I mean, you've already reported your roll, but if you want to spend luck, go ahead. I would. I don't want to get hit by luck. <laughs> spend luck. I really don't. I will spend. Uh, I guess three. Spend three luck. Narrowly escape. And immediately afterwards, you are going to get attacked again. Yeah. That's how these things work. So it's a 41 under 79. Yeah, I'm not going to spend again. Let's go. 30. 90, it has a hard success. Joy. <laughs> That's 12. Oh, goodness me. Jump. I will opt to scream in pain. You lose feeling in your right arm. Again? Yeah. <laughs> again. But that it's his action. Uh, and thus, Adel and then the two remaining monks. I honestly don't know what to do here. I'm, I mm-hmm. guess I'm going to have to, since I can't penetrate its hide, Yep. but it has open wounds, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to try and hit an open wound. Okay. So you're calling a shot. Yep. So it's hard difficulty. Yep. And it's going to fight back. That is an odd eight out of 22. Ooh, okay. Definitely beat it on the roll. So out eight of 22 is a hard success for you. That's mm-hmm. reasonably enough. So go ahead and roll damage. And that is two plus two is four. Very good. Um, you slash into this thing at your level. And Jack, for a moment, you feel it loosen its grip just slightly as if it's reacting to the pain of all these different combatants coming after it. To your left and to your right, you're seeing the doctor on the ground. Sam's now on the ground. Uh, It is a fraught and difficult moment for you. Ahmed runs towards you, Jack. And he begins pulling at this thing's tail. And when he does, uh, you feel him just this unbelievable force gets exerted by his body in an attempt to free you. Okay. Cook it with gas now. Med rolled a two. Beast is very strong, though. Okay. Ah, Med frees you. He pulls you free. Uh, You don't have control of the Thompson when you come out, obviously. It clatters onto the ground. But he pulls you free, and you can hear and feel his body give out after he pulls you free. He collapses on the floor. But you are now free to act next round under normal circumstances and the other monk is going to attempt to end this and that is a miss doctor you are still alive and kicking i mean for the moment well um is the okay so it bit it let go and it recoiled is the sword that i jabbed into it still in there I'd like to take that back with a nice, with a twist. Okay. I I want my sword back. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, that was my very favorite sword. 
That's my favorite. And song. I <laughs> and I want it back, and I want it to pull some shit out of it when it comes out. Well, I mean, if anyone would know how to make a um a surgical wound worse, it would be you. And that is abs. Hey, and that is absolutely <laughs> what I'm banking on. I'm just talking about precedents. We're just talking about <laughs> precedents here. You've done it before. Oh no, that's absolutely true. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, ninety-six over seventy. I am apparently too lightheaded to make that happen. That is not good. So you dive in to go grab at this, and as uh, Jack has been freed, the tail whips back towards the body in this almost uh, this was rubber band sort of method, as there had been so much coiled strength behind it. Uh, and so I would like you to make me a dodge roll. That is a 57 over 20 or a 53 over 27, sir. All right. So normally you'd take seven damage, but I'm going to play hand of fate protection for you, doctor. And you are going to fall down, but not take any damage. Yay. And so you are, you've been saved from certain death. I hurt so bad. And that's the top of the round then. So it'll be Sam and then Jack. So when you say I lost feeling, do you mean like I lost function or it's like dead? Uh, I would say the elbow below is dead given the damage. Okay. So what I will do, infuriated with this thing, I will switch hands Mm -hmm. and leverage the machete in my left hand. And I'm going to try to... Get, I, I need to get around something. So whether it's a limb or the tail or its neck, because I basically want to choke it with the machete and use my kind of dead arm as the other piece of leverage to kind of put it in a hole. You'd have to climb it. It doesn't have arms. Oh, it okay, has interesting. It, think of it like a wyvern in that regard, except that okay. instead of two lower legs, it has a big coiled tail. And doesn't it have like one wing in the middle, essentially? Oh. Yeah. Like it has one instead of having a two wing symmetry, it has a, yeah, like a bizarre, like massive single wing. It does not adhere to anything close to human physics, but it has a back and a neck looking thing, right? Oh, yeah. All right. I will attempt to get up its back and neck looking thing and get around it so that I can start choking it out with this machine. All right. So I'm going to take your um, jump roll that will be required to get there. We're going to need that first. And um, the creature is going to get a chance to obviously react to you attempting to jump on it. Can I use a uh, climb instead? Um, yeah, I think that's reasonable. There's enough coiled flesh and scale there. All right. That is a 35 under 59. You get snapped at, but uh, it doesn't land. You duck around the head as it snaps at you and you climb onto its back. Then I will whip the machete around it and grab on with my other arm. Okay. And I twist <laughs> my entire body. To corkscrew. Yeah, I, I I just hold on for dear life and I... Is that a brawl? It, it would be brawl. It feels very brawly. Uh, that is a hard success, 23 under 78. How could I make that a... What, what would it have to be for an extreme? Uh, it would... 78. Is a hard success an impale? No, only an extreme is an impale. What would I have to get to for an extreme? So a 78 would be a 15... How much do I need to keep to, to not die in one shot? Luck? 30. Okay. So I need to spend eight. I will spend eight luck. Okay. Your luck is? Now 42. Mm. You smell that? Yeah. I haven't burned it in a while. It's been, yeah. it's been sitting waiting for me to die. <laughs> but I will make that uh, I will make that extreme. Okay. So I would like you to roll impale damage. So full damage, then the machete damage plus any damage bonus. So five plus the D8, so 13, no damage bonus, so yep. 13. But you basically corkscrew around the front section of its head and neck. And inexorably, you fall off to the ground, unable to keep your balance nor your hold on this creature with one arm. Uh, so when you land flat on your back and look up and see both stars and darkness begin to fall on you, Oh, <laughs> you are unable to react fast enough as the form of this stinking, oily beast from beyond not only flattens you, 
but slams down on top of the doctor as well. And silence takes over the mosque for a moment. Can I try to crawl out from under this thing? Sure. Uh, Can I uh, try and... uh, It's obviously dead, right? Or not moving? It does not appear to be moving at at this moment. Yeah, I'm going to try and lever it off of them. Uh, uh, Before he does that, I'm going to shoot it several times. Okay. (laughs) Assuming the head. Yeah. All right, you hear several ringing gunshots continue as you continue to pump lead into this thing. You see its body begin to undulate. It shakes, quivers, and slowly but surely the weight lifts off of both you, Sam, and the doctor as the creature melts into the mosque floor. Um, You both get an absolute utter mouthful of this black, viscous fluid. Am I even still conscious? You are lightly conscious, Doctor. You wish you weren't. Do some first aid on the doctor. That's probably not a bad idea. While I roll over and vomit, I'm going to try to listen in between my heaves to the door. It's silent. Are they still, they're not pounding anymore? No. 2931. Okay. I'll try and do the same for um, Sam. Okay. Um, Doctor, you've become stabilized. Oh, good. No, 49 over 30. 49 over 30? Mm-hmm. The Hand of Fate is going to make that a success for you, Audel. That's way too many Hands of Fate in one in one show that are good ones. <laughs> Somebody likes your character, or a bunch of people do. Hey, or I'm One popular. person with many tentacles. <laughs> it's just like high school. No, they, they just they just know that you really need it. <laughs> I mean, there's be, also that. To be fair, anyway, um, the the two of you are pulled out from under this. Uh, Sam, you're you're with Otto's help. You're propped up against one of the columns that's still standing down here by Ahmed. Uh, Doctor Jack and. Uh, the uh, other surviving guard down here have uh, done the same to you nearby, Sam, and they're they're tending to you as best they can. What about the ones outside? I don't know. I will go check. The guard with the beautifully curved weapon, Lee, walks toward almost stalks towards the door. I'll back him up. After pulling apart some of the sandbags and opening the very tiny. Uh, viewing, not necessarily a peephole, it's more of an observation window. Uh, after opening it up, he looks out and I smell blood. Cracks the vault door just slightly. And you see six men whose bodies have been consumed by some sort of dehydration. They look like husks of flesh. A sacrifice to summon the Creature. Yeah, if I had to guess, I'd say that they use themselves as uh, fuel for that summon, right? I mean, you're not getting a close look given, given your current um, physical state, but you would surmise that that's a reasonable conclusion. Sure. Well, I will try to get to my feet. Okay. Wasn't there a, uh, there's a, there's an obelisk or something in the middle of the room, right? Where the, the object is? Yeah, there's a, um, a sort of, not altar, but there's a stone that they placed it on. And it's in a chest? As far as you know, yeah. The chest is unmolested at this point. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll leave you all there for the moment. Miss O'Shea, after spending a little time studying the inside of this place, where do your thoughts or desires lead you? Well, I was going to do um, a devote my nightly demo- devotional to be closer to you know the father mm. I was going to then uh, get dressed and uh, head back so that we can start planning our moves mm-hmm. and so I can talk to Jack your devotional is exceedingly powerful here 
you feel the Father's presence amongst the stones here. Many of the spirits of the serpents who were outside, you can feel their presence drift into this room, this now new open temple. And in your mind's eye, they slither about the temple floor, becoming a beautiful echo of the sacrifice made in Yig's honor this evening. Excellent. Yeah, I will take a moment to actually uh, feel calm for once Mm. and then go back out to do what I need to do. If there was any question about your faith or purpose here in Egypt, it's fairly clear that this has galvanized you. You know exactly the things which need to be done and why they need to be done. It's reassuring and it gives you a fresh set of perspective on not only the future of Egypt, but your own. And so stopping the brotherhood from this right that they are planning isn't simply the climax of what you need to do here. It is is merely the beginning. And that is wonderfully reassuring about your future. That is reassuring. So hopefully I don't die anytime soon. (laughs) You find the horse that Tariq had tied up outside. He and Alexandra are gone. Um, But the horse is there and a couple of water skins, which you eagerly likely get into. All of that uh, energy work has left you a bit parched. Mm. And the cool desert air is a little refreshing as well as you make your way back towards the city. Not even knowing the region, but yet knowing where that gem of Egypt is. The horse leads you on. And soon you find yourself on the outskirts of Cairo again. And and you're aiming for the safe house? Yes. Okay. It's much past nightfall when you get there. It's like the, the middle of the night. But you arrive back and go ahead and make me a spot hidden roll. 62 out of 75. In the cul-de-sac in this end of the row, not far from the house, you see a form low on the ground, slowly sweep your way. It must be two meters long, black, thick, and it raises its hooded head as it gets near you. I will dismount off the horse. I'll walk towards it. Yes, the the horse separates himself from you very quickly. I'm sure. (laughs) It raises up just slightly again, and you see it look at you. Is it like in a defensive posture or just? No, it's almost like as if it's, it's looking for you or it's trying to discern if you are who it thinks it is. Hmm. It flicks the air with its tongue. I'll uh, extend my hand. It moves closer until it can slowly and carefully get a scent of your hand and then it brings itself further up until it can get to your wrist and then it starts coiling around your arm. Okay. I'll just help pick it up and uh, take it inside. You do struggle slightly with the additional weight. This snake must weigh 10 to 12 kilos. It's a, it's something to adjust to, but you take it inside. And you find a nice warm place for it. Yep. I'll like probably keep it in my room and, you know, have the balcony door open. So when the sun comes up, it has access. Certainly a good idea. So at the mosque, Ahmed and his lone remaining brother are trying to collect their dead. I'm helping him where I can. Yeah. I mean, of all of the investigators, you're 
probably in the best physical state at this point. And um, Ahmed thanks you for the help. The mosque is soon slowly but surely filling with people from the neighborhood who are aghast at some of the things that have happened. They're keeping them out of the vault, but with the hole in the ceiling, it's very difficult to to keep everyone out. Ahmed. Hmm. So this thing is no longer safe here. He kind of seems resigned to that fate. Jack, you've seen it on the battlefield many times when older soldiers are forced to, to give up the life. It can be very difficult. Rebuild your mosque. Collect the faithful. Protect them, but charge us with taking care of this thing. You've been on this obligation for your whole life, right? Better part of 30 years, yes. I had a family once. Oh, you've kept us safe. I have done what Allah requires. No more, no less. But you won't be able to keep us safe now. No. No, unfortunately, there are not of the faithful left. My my brothers, my lamas here are gone. But they have done their duty. And Allah will welcome them. Each one. In faith. I'm willing to charge you with its protection. But not just one of you. The group of you. For no one person should hold this. Trust. Don't worry. No one person will hold it. We are kidding, actually. I won't say used to this, but it has happened somewhat before. Hmm. Very well. He calls the other brother over. The girdle does not go without its own protection. He turns to you, Otto. Unless I am mistaken, you are a man of faith. I just nod. I don't have any words right now for what I've seen and done tonight. Then I charge you with the sword of Hakmala. Wield it with honor. Pray over it day and night. Its power will protect you and the girdle. I bow. I nod. They hand you a very ornate scimitar in a sheath. We will do our best to rebuild the mosque. But it is clear the fight is beyond me and beyond us now. Do what you must. The brotherhood must fall. It will. I have local boys and, and men who could take you back to your... Uh, homes or wherever it is that you're staying, I will I will find the whatever doctors I can afford to to aid your way. Point the doctors to us. Do not worry about the pay. We will take care of that. I am humbled by your generosity. Need to go. I'll take the uh, girdle out of here. It should stay in its box. Yes, it's too conspicuous in there. Wrap it in carpet. Harder to transport. It'd be harder to harder to hide. We need to get this thing off the map. It is not for me to decide what you do with it. You are charged with its protection. Do as you see fit. Take the uh, box back to the safe house. I'm going to go see Kafur. See if maybe you can help us protect this thing. You are in no condition to walk the streets of Cairo. I might be old, but I am not blind. We can, we can, we'll handle this tomorrow. I will pinch my, you know, busted-ass arm close to my body. Um, I'll take a couple steps toward Ahmed. Until my breath has left my body, I will do as I please. He gives you a strange look. Are you going to Kafur's? When we get outside, I want to have an aside with the, the group. But yeah. Certainly. Um, they help you out of the basement, any who need the assistance, which is several of you, probably. Again, they offer... Uh, a taxi or um, at least some assistance with getting to where you're going. I have no problem with the taxi. <laughs> yeah. Jack, Otto. I need to go look for a discreet doctor. When you get back to the house, see if you can figure out how to how to destroy this thing. Yeah, we might need help with that. That's why I'm going to go see Kufour. Again, if you don't hear from me in two days, I'll be at the dump. Otherwise, Kufour should know where this thing is. Okay. I'll put a hand on either their shoulders. And I will waddle off into, <laughs> into the night, I guess. Okay. Jack, what's your first aid? 
Uh, 31. You're not certain. You're no man of medicine, but you're, you don't know if the doctor is going to survive these wounds. He's grievously injured. And even though he's been first aided and stabilized, he's, he's going to need honest medical, direct medical attention. Yeah. The fact he probably knows. That's what I was headed off to do. <laughs> I'll get the doctor back to uh, the house. I'm not feeling so well, Jack. Yeah, I know. It'll be okay. I take this opportunity to bleed for a while. Yeah, that's fair. Otto, you're going to find a late night doctor? I need to find a doctor who can keep his mouth shut and who is who has no possibility of being tainted by the Brotherhood. Well, I mean, you're the greatest guide in Egypt, so if anyone would know one, you would. I mean, the Brotherhood makes it difficult because up until the point that they walked in, I didn't know about the Brotherhood. So, Fair enough. Why don't you give me a luck roll? Ought six out of 47. I know just the person. There was never a problem at all. You do. You do know just the person. Um, you find your way to... A, uh, a doctor in downtown Cairo. Mm-hmm. His name is Yusuf. He's a man known to work odd hours. He's a man known to work for maybe less than reputable people when necessary. Mm-hmm. He is as close to a doctor of the streets that you're familiar with. Yep. So I go to his establishment and uh, not quietly on the door. Okay. Uh, you're greeted by uh, a young boy, likely his son, mm-hmm. who um, very casually and carefully welcomes you to enter and says that uh, the doctor will be with you shortly. We have water here if necessary. No, thank you. Very well. Yusuf is out moments later. He is uh, dressed for, for the working environment. Which is a little strange for a doctor in the middle of the night, but Yusuf is a sort of strange sort of doctor. He's a man in his uh, mid to late 50s, bald, and uh, he is missing his right eye. I will uh, offer a small bow. Mm. Thank you for seeing me on such uh, such short notice. Where is the need? I have some people who need medical attention in a house uh, further out. But unfortunately, they cannot travel here. Is there anything keeping you here at the moment or any patience? I could be convinced to leave the home, yes. I assume you understand there will be a a great cost at this. I will uh, reach into my pocket and conspicuously pull out a bundle of English pounds and say, I think it can be arranged. I agree. He turns and grabs his doctor bag, which is less like Dr. Sigmund's and more like a like a suitcase. Yeah. You hear the rattle of what is likely bone saws mm-hmm. in his case, and he follows you out the door. I will I will explain to him that uh it was an animal attack. Mm. Truly a wild animal. It was, uh, it was a terrible looking beast. Indeed. I have no doubt. You're going to take him to the safe house? Yep. Okay. He follows you there. So in short order, Miss O'Shea, the safe house is, we'll say, um, accosted by um, several different parties. That would be Jack and the doctor. And then a few minutes later, it will end up being Otto and another man. Um, and if you are awake and or paying attention, mm-hmm. you can tell just by the way they come into the house that something is amiss. So uh, what happened? I mean, they're heavily bandaged at this point. Doctor's not looking good. No, Doc just kind of slumps into a nearby chair, weakly gestures for the nearest bottle of alcohol at a glass with little more than a finger. Do we have any nearby? 
there might be a little bit of alcohol, but most of it has been kept kind of localized near um, Mr. Doyle. So here, I get my uh, flask. Yeah, Jack doesn't look good either. Dave. Okay. Well, this isn't good because uh, kind of on a time crunch. You weren't supposed to go out and get injured. Well, things happened. I see that. Doc laughs a little bitterly under his breath. <laughs> things did happen. Yeah, we had to prevent uh, something from falling into the Brotherhood's hands. Well, speaking of, I got more information on that. And how to stop them. Yeah. You want to hear it now or do you guys... Uh, uh, why don't we wait till uh, everybody's here so we can uh, just have to tell it once. Okay. A few minutes later, Adol and uh, an older Egyptian man show up. Um, he has a very striking set of features. He is um, bald, clean-shaved bald, and he's missing his right eye. Doctor, please... And I will immediately pull him over to the, I assume, uh, laying on the couch. Doctor? Doc? Mm, likely, yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You hear a rather um, an older man's voice you hear in your ear. Dr. Tottenbach. Oh, yeah. You do not uh, look as well as you should. Well, I am... Um... But I must confess I do not feel as well as I could. Mm. I can help in this regard. He uh, opens a bag, uh, opens a, a suitcase. Very, uh, Doc kind of half smiles at that. Mm. You see him take out a syringe and he begins filling it with a kind of a clearish, but yet brown fluid. You're not sure what it is offhand. It could be a few things. Hmm. Can I... Oh, can I say, can I roll to identify, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Certainly. He has a bigger bag, so he must be a better doctor. <laughs> 65 under 68 on pharmacy. Oh, very good. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, you're fairly certain that that is uh, a reddish uh, brown liquid that you, uh, you know, was... Uh, as far as you're familiar with, was created around or in the United Kingdom, and that's probably laudanum. He turns to you. Now, hold still. He injects you with it. Just relaxes, lets the waves of velvet wash over him. You pass immediately out. I have my hand near my dagger in case this guy starts being weirder than he already is. That's fine. He doesn't seem to pay you any direct attention. He's more concerned about the patient. Um, After he finishes injecting the doctor with medicine, he turns to you, Mr. Doyle. Both have been attacked by a fairly large animal. Yes. Would you like me to give you something for the pain? No, I have something right here. Unfortunately, Alcohol is not the the best medicine in this regard. It's only going to make you bleed more. But I think you know that. Yeah. We have uh, somebody else coming who's going to... I'm happy to stay through the night. Your your friend has paid for my services. He closes the suitcase, sets it aside, and then basically sits down in a chair near Sigmund and... Wait. Hey, Jack, can I talk to you? Yeah. Are you okay to yeah, make yeah. it up the stairs? Yeah. I'll follow uh, Maeve upstairs. Okay. You follow her upstairs. And uh, yeah, we'll go to my room. And uh, before I open the door, I'm like, just so you know, I have a pet now. Okay. Then I'll open the door and walk in. That's a snake. Yeah. You know, a pet is like a cat, dog, maybe a parakeet. That's a snake. Well, that's your opinion. But uh, here's the thing. I did some research and 
in the past, the people that have helped protect Egypt, you know, that ritual that I found, Mm -hmm. were related to the speakers of the Nile. I had a contact that is has a similar friend that comes to help out in gnarly situations that we've had. Oh. If that oh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're talking So, gave me some insight on where to find the people of the Nile, or at least where they used to be based. We found the temple, and if we can get the mummy the queen that they stole that the brotherhood stole we have to take it to the temple so that we can do our protection ritual okay so we we protect we helped protect the uh, the girl that belonged to that queen from falling into the brotherhood's hands this evening oh so they don't have her complete no, I'm guessing there's uh, a reason they wanted that. Well, I'm going to receive a letter that should give us the location of where they're keeping her body currently so that we can take it and then take it to the temple. The reason I'm telling you this is because I'm going to need your help because I don't think people are going to believe me. But you were there when I read that ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get that. Listen, uh, tonight we ran into another one of those uh, creatures from New York at the at the man at the mansion. About that, this brotherhood is bloody tongue. Yeah, I had I had uh, guessed that they were two two faces of the same organization. Yeah, I'm guessing it didn't go as well as it did. In New York. It was really close. I mean, aside from Forsyth getting shot. I think that is a perfect place to end. And so we will draw down the curtain with Sam on the doorstep of Dr. Kafour's. And with our bloody, bitten, and somewhat beaten investigators doing their best to stave off what the uh, brotherhood has in store for them. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode of masks of Neoothotep. We look forward to the next one.